You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. I'm going to do something this morning that I don't do very often. By the way, my name's Rick. I'm the pastor here, just in case you didn't know. I'm reading an incredible book by Sean Boltz called Breakthrough. Prophecies, Prayers, and Declarations. Oh my, it is so amazing. Everybody needs to go out and buy it right now. If you have a Bible, you also need a breakthrough. <laughs> it's, it's just a, a tremendous, tremendous thing. I'm going to take us through uh, his breakthrough section for mental and emotional health. I believe that's up there. Healing. There you go. So this morning, I always want us to have an encounter. I always want us to experience God every time we come together. Whether we're worshiping, we're ministering with one another, or we're hearing the word of God, Whatever we're doing is designed for us to connect in a deeper, more profound way with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And out of that connection for transformation, for healing, for deliverance, for equipping and anointings, for power to come upon us, and for faith to continue to grow. I'm, I'm signed up to be a lifetime grower. I want to continue to grow and grow and grow. You remember when we did Emotionally Healthy Spirituality with Pete Scazzaro, <clears throat> that Pete makes the statement that it's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. Just a, a powerful message. I wish it had come to the church, you know, like a couple centuries early. <clears throat> but it was something that I needed as, as a teenager and growing in the church. I would see people who were really spiritual and they're, they're outside, they looked so holy and righteous and they had all the words and they looked and dressed the part and everything. But then soon as pressure came and a difficulty came, they flipped, they just switched. And it was like, what in the world is going on? A trauma hits, a catastrophe, and all of a sudden who they are is completely, their Christi- Christianity is out the, out the window because if, if we're trying to maintain our, our sense of identity as a follower of Christ based on what we do instead of who we are, then all we have to do is have some environments, some stimuli that comes in from an unknown source catch us blindside and all of a sudden we go back into our reflexive responsive because our our change is just something that's external. It hasn't gone internal and and become a reality that it's now who we are. Now, I just want to give a quick testimony. God is so good. He really wants you to be emotionally healthy. He really does. And he will use all sorts of supernatural ways to do that. Sometimes he will allow you to suffer some of the consequences of some really inappropriate behavior just to get our attention to say, I don't think I want to experience that again. So what do I need to do to change? And then the Holy Spirit will come and he will show you. Anytime you want to change, all you do... All you have to do is ask the Holy Spirit, what is it that I'm doing that's causing me not to be who I think you've called me to be, who I'm supposed to be, who I truly am? Would you show me what I need to add or what I need to take away? 
What is there that I never got that I need? And what is it that's in my life that could be historical that brought an impact and stunted my development in this area? Oftentimes emotionally. You get, you get stunted emotionally when you have a trauma that you haven't processed, you haven't worked through. And the enemy's great at that because he knows anytime he can restrict you emotionally, he's going to have an impact on your ability to influence and love the world as Jesus loved the world. So if we have a bad, terrible experience with, oh, I don't know, let's say you encountered a traumatic experience and the person who assaulted you was a Mexican. And so now, anytime you see Mexicans, the enemy's been able to trigger you and all of a sudden you, you get triggered and you're, and you're thinking, danger, danger, be careful, be careful. Oh, and, and, and you restrict. And all of a sudden, what you don't love, you don't have authority. The Lord never gives you authority over what you don't love. The reason why Jesus says all authority in heaven and on earth is because he is love and he loves all of us. And so he has authority over all of us. And it's like, okay, let's learn. We've got to allow God to come into our hearts in such a way as to open it so that we can love as Christ loved. So that we're not racially defined, we're not socially defined, we're not economically defined, we're not academically defined. We are defined only by the love of Christ. So here's some scriptures that that kind of help us get started on mental and emotional healing. Proverbs 17.22, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. I'll drink to the good medicine. (laughs) I don't want the crushed spirit. You know, there, there's so much that we've, we've discovered in our physical health that is based on stress. They say 80% of all our illnesses are stress-related. That most of our problems is not organic, it's functional. That's why oftentimes we go to the doctor and they say, well, everything's working right. We don't know why you've got pain there or why you're suffering there because it's a functional dynamic. And oftentimes it's, it's these kind of things. It's a crushed spirit. It's a, it's a wound. It's something that has, and the body bears the burden. It manifests physiologically in our bodies. So cheerful heart is good medicine. Uh, I remember, oh, I can't pull his name up right now. Great Southern Baptist, flows in the Holy Spirit, uh, started the fullness stream from Texas. He was going through cancer surgery and he had in his hospital room leading up to the cancer uh, surgery and after surgery, he had his favorite comedians and comedies on because he believed this verse to be true. And they said that, that the recovery time was supernatural. And that's not because he watched Bob Hope or something like that. It's because of the Holy Spirit. But what happens is what you expose yourself to when you're, when you're seeing something that is uplifting and that is encouraging and that, that brings laughter, it's, it's, it's amazing. 
So realize your emotions and your physical health go hand in hand. In the message, Eugene Peterson translates Matthew 5, 8 this way. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart, put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. Mm -hmm. you, you, you know this, that we all have a lens by which we see reality. And when we have the wounds and the emotional traumas and all the kind of stuff like that, it, it really skews our ability to see things as they truly are. And, and here Jesus is just saying that when we get our inside world, our emotional world, our mental world healthy, it will help us see the external world a whole lot more accurately. How we see we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Second hmm. Corinthians 10.5. I love that. Hallelujah. Anybody have to capture anything today already? Man, while we're worshiping, the enemy threw a thought, and I knew, I thought, what? I mean, you, you can be more subtle than that. I mean, that is so outlandishly coming from you. I capture that in the name of Jesus and make it come into obedience to the Lordship of Christ in my life. You got to take every thought that comes through your mind, every idea, every impulse, every desire is not necessarily you. You have an adversary who would love to introduce something and for you to take ownership of it when it has nothing, nothing to do with you. And so we need to be aware that the enemy is constantly trying to slip something in and we have to be aware of it and take authority over it. Some of the things that we're going to look at today uh, will give you some, some good tools to do that with. I'm excited if I can get through the scriptures. No. Scriptures are, are the most powerful, the most powerful. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I love reading that verse. Every time I read it, I think of Mike Mulvaney because he's the one that introduced me to the message on this. Oh, the message translation of this is so wonderful. The unforced rhythms of his grace. Oh, that's what the Lord wants to introduce to us, especially in the chaos, in, in the pressure, in, in the things that we're going through that we feel overwhelmed with we find that the Lord wants us to experience the unforced rhythms of his grace. Oh, his yoke fits, his burdens light. And then lastly, Psalm 18. Psalm 18 has 50 verses in it. So I'm going to exposition each verse for you today. Actually, we're just going to read the first three. But I want you to take note Psalm 18 is just full of incredible stuff. It's David's psalm after the Lord's delivered him from his enemies, including Saul himself, 
who was trying to kill David, after he was free from all of that, he writes this incredible worship psalm. It begins this way. Lord, I passionately love you and I'm bonded to you. I want to embrace you for now you've become my power. You're as real to me as bedrock beneath my feet. Like a castle on a cliff, my forever firm fortress, my mountain of hiding, my pathway of escape, my tower of rescue where none can reach me. My secret strength and shield around me. You are salvation's ray of brightness shining on the hillside. Always the champion of my cause. All I need to do is to call to you, sing to you, the praiseworthy God. When I do, I'm safe and sound in you. Amen. Mm, Amen. Mm, mm, mm. Have you found that to be true? Have you found that when enemies are pursuing you, that if you can just distance your space, distance yourself with a little space and come and worship the Lord, it changes everything? It changes everything. And here he's showing the relationship between worshiping the Lord and crying out to the Lord, coming into the Lord's presence and what that does in the midst of all our mental anguish, our emotional disruption, our, our mental struggles. We step back and we worship. And it's amazing how those things happen. So here's what Sean says. Your keys for breakthrough also are for your emotional health and well-being. God designed your neurology, emotions, and mental capacity to be more than enough to connect to him and the calling he has for you. He is giving you keys for breakthrough in every aspect of your mental and emotional health. I love that. Do you realize, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm so excited. Do you realize that he's made provision for everything? Everything that has happened to us, every way in which evil has touched us, woundedness, generational stuff, uh, our genes, our, our physiological makeup, all of those kind of things, he's, he's, got, he's got that. So here's his breakthrough prophecy. I'm going to read it to you. And here's how I'd like for you to experience this next section. If you have a pen and paper, I would love for you to get some pen paper out. As you hear this, I want you to take notice what the Holy Spirit is highlighting personally to you. Okay? I'm not going to listen to it for David. Oh, this is really good for David. He's got problems. Oh, yeah, Lord, come on, speak more, more. No. This is for you. Look, don't look at your neighbor. Look for yourself and just find out what the Holy Spirit, how he wants to apply this prophetic word that Sean Boltz has in his book and see how it impacts you. It's not real long, but it is powerful. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, we just welcome you now. We want to have ears to hear what you're saying to the church. We thank you for... <laughs> Your son, our brother, Sean, we thank you for his words that are so powerful and, and, and just come from your heart. We thank you, Father, for them. Now give us ears to hear what you're saying to us personally. 
in Jesus' name. I made you with a powerful mind and passion that was to be carried out in your emotional strength. These tools for your humanity to relate to me are two of the ones I fight for as your breaker more than any other. I will give you wisdom, understanding, and perspective so that you can have health in your emotions and mind. Your neurology, your nervous system, was made to wire with mine, to think and process the way I do. I will send my spirit to you to relate what is happening deeply within me and allow you to experience the stability of my own inner life. When you face emotional or mental pressure or breakdown, I am your comforter. I never designed your mind to stop working or your emotions to be broken. I created you to thrive. Anxiety, fear, depression, mental illness, neurological problems were never my portion for you. I never made you to be lesser in your intellect or to have learning disabilities. I never intended you to have sociological issues in your emotions, but I made you to experience fullness in all these areas. I want to give you a vision of what you were made to look like, what my original shape of you looked like for your life, so that anything that you are settling for no longer is acceptable. I want to show you how I have power to rewire your mind and thoughts. I can bring an end to emotional whirlwinds, and I want to bring an end to mental distress and illness. These fight against my plan for you to experience a peace that passes all understanding, a joy unspeakable, a fulfillment that goes beyond normal human experience. I have come to bring you an abundant inner life. Part of how I want to bless you is to bring my love and strength inwardly so you can see a great manifestation of my plans and purpose outside. I want to change the narrative the world has brought inside of you. I want to heal areas that weren't parented with grace, with the grace of my love. I want to give you what is in deficit mode inside of you through my spirit. I want to break off any limitations you have, that you have had, even if you were born with them. I never intended you to be born without my fullness, and I want to restore you physically, psychologically, and spiritually. Holy Spirit, apply now. Give us hearts to receive what our ears have heard. Mm -hmm. Release a faith to believe that which seems uh, so 
beyond us. I pray that the mustard seed faith would be apprehended today. And that as we offer that to you, Lord, you would bring it to maturity. That you would add what we lack. And as you add to our little, we get the whole of what you originally intended. And we say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I've looked at this prophecy probably a dozen times now. I keep going over it. I pray it over me, over my family. I, I keep praying it uh, over the church. I keep praying it over us. It begins with talking about how powerful we are, that God made us powerful. A powerful mind, powerful emotions he's given to us. He wants us to have strength, emotional strength. And he, he shows us that it's through wisdom understanding that we gain a perspective that we can have health in our emotions and in our mind. Mm. So Lord, release the vision. He says that we are wired. We're, we're, we're designed and created to be hardwired neurologically with him. And I just love that. When, when I was looking at that, I, I couldn't help but go to uh, 1 Corinthians 2. You know, where he says, well, who can know the mind of another? You know, Debbie and I have been married 46 years now. And sometimes we can complete sentences for the other. But we still don't know, you know, that interesting dynamic of his image feminine, where they can change their mind after behaving one way for so long, they can change. And so you never know. But what you can know is that the spirit knows her. And even as Paul writes, he says, no one knows the mind of another but the spirit. And the spirit knows and searches the deep things of God. And the spirit knows everything of the father and everything of the son and is able to communicate to us. And when Sean says that we're hardwired neurologically, I'm just thinking the spirit really wants to make that connection because it goes on to say that we have the mind of Christ. Now, when I look at the reality that we have the mind of Christ, first of all, I want to say, I believe that's 100% true. I believe the word of God is without, without any dilution. You can't, you can't dilute that. We have the mind of Christ. Do we walk with the mind of Christ? Not always. So what is it that keeps us from being fully connected to the mind of Christ? And the Holy Spirit will show us and will lead us and guide us and show us what it is that we have in our thoughts, in our emotions, in our wounds, in our heart, whatever dynamic generationally that has come down to us that's restricting our ability to fully connect with the mind of Christ. It's ours. We, we just need to appropriate it. Now, some of us will, will say, oh, Lord, I need to know how to appropriate. Please give me the secret squirrel code so I can connect and, and sync up my iPad to this router system of heaven. No, no, it, it, it's not like that. It's out of relationship with him. There's no shortcuts. 
But as we're in relationship with him and as we open ourselves and as we surrender, I find that there is almost a, a dynamic that the more that I can surrender, that the more that I repent of, the more that I release, the more that I'm able to invite him into, the greater the mind of Christ becomes in me. I find that it's, it's, it's amazing what we can apprehend this side of heaven because heaven is on this side, we just don't know it. Most of the time we're just living in the natural, but, but heaven is here. So when we're facing emotional and mental pressures or we have a breakdown, we have been given the Holy Spirit as a comforter that we're designed to thrive and not to, to live in anxiety, fear, depression, mental illness, and the neurological problems, the mental illnesses that we deal with. He never intended for us to have a lesser intellect. But some of us believe that we're kind of stupid because in first grade, when we did our first spelling test or we're doing the alphabet, we didn't get it right. And you may have got an F on your paper or a zero. And the enemy comes by and he whispers, you're dumb. You're stupid. You'll never be able to do math. You'll never be able to do English or literature. You're never going to be able to be an athlete. You're never going to be able. And, and he just continues to fill it in. And unfortunately, we usually, because it looks true in the moment, to a six-year-old, to an eight-year-old, to a 12-year-old, all you can see is what you can see. And nobody's telling you anything different. And so it looks to be true. And I believe that the Lord is here today to say he wants to turn that completely upside down. Yeah. He wants us to see that it was never his heart for us to live a restricted, limited half life. He, he came that we might have life to the full. It's an abundant life. Amen. So what he has to do oftentimes is to give us a vision so that we can start to believe that there is a part of us that we've never seen that he sees and he wants us to see it. Yes. You know, in my own testimony that I've shared with you, I've, I've pulled back and as, I, and as I've worked on my own heart, sometimes through introspection that really doesn't get me very far down the road, it gets me kind of wrapped up in all my, my crud, all my, my behavioral messes, and it doesn't let me see who I am. But as the Lord has been showing me, I, he invited me to release all my emotions, all my thoughts, all my memories, every act of sinfulness or whatever, anything where I feel like I'm less than what I should be, anytime that I, I, I embarrassed myself, anytime I proved my ignorance, quote unquote, he just invited me to surrender all of that and stop being the one who controls what I keep in my memory banks. So I submitted to the Holy Spirit and I invited the Holy Spirit to come in and now be the steward, the complete superintendent of all emotions, thoughts, feelings, events, all of those things, and to come into my life and to superintend those. And I said, the things that you have chosen to remember no more, what are the things that God's chosen to remember no more? Our sins. I want to be like my father. And so I choose to not remember anymore 
those things that my father has chosen not to remember anymore. See, I've got a God complex. I want to be like my dad. I really do. I want to be just like him. Part of it is just giving him access to all of you. And some of this is the stuff that we never even thought of. We, we don't even think about that stuff. So as, he, as he's taking me through different things, he's showing me more and more of who I am. And I thought, well, I'm this because of this. And he'd say, no, pull back further. And so I'd pull back further. And I'd think, oh, so I'm not that. I'm, I'm this. Oh, that's really good. And he said, no, pull back further. Well, I'm pulled back. I'm, I'm all the way back in the womb. I'm just thinking, how much farther can I get pulled back? And it's like the Lord says, do you really want to see who you are? Yeah, I do. I don't want to see who the world says I am. I don't want to see who others have said I am. I don't want to see what history has told me what I am. And he says, then you must go back into my heart before I created the earth, before creation. I didn't know that was possible. But in his presence it is. And when he shows you where you were in his heart before he created anything, before he said, let there be light, you were in his heart. And when you see where you are, the enemy loses so many, so many ways to manipulate and, and deceive and lie to you because now you know where you come from. You're not a sperm and an egg. You come from the heart of the Father. It's not a random act of genetic gene pool. It's where you came in the heart of the Father. And that defines who you are. Mm. Boy, that's good preaching, dude. <laughs> Whoa. Huh. You got to get a vision of that. Because when you get a vision of that, then when a thought comes in, that you're used to saying, yeah, that's who I am. I like this. Or, yeah, that's what I, I don't do that. All of a sudden, now you have a vision that, that becomes the standard. And you're able to say, I'm not going to settle for that. That doesn't line up with the heart of the Father. The God of all creation says that I have infinite worth, value, and significance. And that he has loved me with an everlasting, eternal love. And that there's nothing I can do that will ever cause him to stop loving me. And so we stop saying yes to things that are so much less than who we really are. Because when we get a vision, then we can say, no, that's not me. No, that's not me. Well, forgive me for, for, for what I, you know, doesn't mean we're sinless. Forgive me for that, but that's not who I am. And not buying that anymore. You get a vision. So we're no longer, it's no longer acceptable to settle for those kind of things. Because we really believe that he died that we might have an abundant life. He wants us to experience the peace and the joy and the love that define his kingdom. That define his emotional makeup. He wants to bless us with love and strength inwardly so that we can see it outwardly. Hmm. 
I love the fact that, you know, even as prophecy, Sean hits the fact that when we've been parented by anything less than the love of, uh, and the grace of God, it's going to have an effect upon us. But his invitation is for the Holy Spirit to bring healing to those areas where our parents fell short. Now, my mom and dad are in heaven and they're having a great time and they were good people, but I got a ton of wounds. I got a ton of wounds. Doesn't mean that they were bad. Doesn't mean that they were evil. They came to the Lord like when I was in second grade. So, you know, they act like those first six years are really important. Yeah, I think they are. But uh, they're, they're in the great cloud of witnesses cheering on. I know that they're, if they get any time uh, with the Father, they're, they're lifting up me and my sisters, you know. And I love that he says, I want to give you what is in the deficit mode. Man, there's so many times I feel like I'm running on a deficit. I don't have what I need to accomplish what I think God wants me to do. I don't have enough faith. I don't have enough power. I don't have enough wisdom. I don't have enough uh, prophetic anointing to move in words of knowledge and wisdom and uh, discernment and, and all of that. And it's like, oh, the Holy Spirit. He's the one that has been given to us for that. Break off any limitations. I love it. Lord, do it. Break off all the limitations. Restore us physically, psychologically, and spiritually, because that's the way he desired us to be. That's just the prophecy section. Now we go to prayer. Breakthrough. Prophecies, prayers, and declarations. Prayer's short. Open your heart, see what connects. God, give me the mind of Christ and bring my natural mind and emotions into right balances. Touch my inner life with your presence and help me to navigate the difficult places. If I have settled in any area for less than what you intended, help me to have a perspective so I can fight for what you have for me. I pray for my mind to be rewired and for it to work exactly as you intended it. I ask that you would give me clarity of thought, big picture thinking, and huge perspective for myself and for others. Help me, not, help me to not get distracted easily and help me to have the right, the right kind of focus in my life. Father, help me to live out of a connected life. I pray that my emotions would also be rewired and that I would allow the Holy Spirit to be the leader of my mind, body, and emotions. Give me the conviction to do what is best, what is right, even when I do not feel it. Help your spirit within me to have a bigger voice than my emotions and thoughts, confirming to me what is in your nature and what is in your word. Amen. Amen. Everybody take a deep breath.
wherever you're at is perfectly fine. We're all in different places in, in the healing journey and our journey in the spirit. But I've got some declarations. You thought, oh, we already had an offering declaration. Well, I thought we would end with these declarations. And since we're used to standing for declarations, I invite you to stand and we will make these declarations. God of my breakthrough, you created my mind and emotions to have a full capacity of health and strength. You created me to be wired for the fullness of joy and contentment in my spiritual journey. I am not deficient in any way and anything that doesn't work exactly how you intended has to come into alignment with your original desire and intention for my life. I was not created to be deficient, have disabilities, have lower intelligence, have mental disorders, have mental illness, have a chemical imbalance, or to have any neurological or psychological issues. I was created to have everything processed the way you intended humans to be in your image. Yes. Depression, anxiety, fear, compulsion, addiction, distress are not my permanent story or a lifelong label in my identity because you have made me more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus over anything that would cause me to not be able to pursue the life of John 10.10, fullness of life. You will break through in me and for me and give me the keys through my spiritual pursuit of you along with any natural tools you want me to use to help me to maintain my breakthrough. My mind and my emotions are fearfully and wonderfully made and you have planned to heal me, deliver me, and set me free to love how you have created me. Give me patience for the process in those areas that need to develop and faith for those areas that I don't yet exist. Amen. Amen. So Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word to us. We thank you for testimony. We thank you, Father, for prayer. And we thank you for declaration. And we say, Lord, this week, let the breakthroughs begin, continue, and come further into maturation than we've ever even had the desire or the hope of seeing. I pray, Lord, that you would give us vision, vision of what you've done and what you're doing and what you're going to do. And may we find spiritual, emotional, relational, physical health in your wonderful kingdom in relationship to you, not just for ourselves, but so that we can share the wonderful gospel of your complete salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. 
To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.